Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. The two things that are the most important aspects to having a healthy relationship and I've dedicated most of my life to different relationship experiences, prioritizing relationship, learning about relationship, and definitely what I've found, the two practical gateways into healthy relating where you have a safe base with each other and then you can also be free and be fully yourself, <coughs> loving and being able to receive love without grasping or without needing to avoid is first and foremost having a strong intention to move beyond the protective mechanisms and the guarding of your heart and into the softness, the vulnerability, the authenticity which is hard because in that place we can be hurt, we can be rejected, but in that place we can also be loved so much deeper and we can give love so much more deeply. And then the second tool is to really consider what is it that I want in a partner and become that. Because if you're not that, you are going to be needy of that. And it doesn't mean you need to be it to the fullness of what you attract because obviously you're attracting someone complimentary and you don't need to have everything that they have. But like before every relationship that I've had, I've tuned into the qualities that I'm wanting and then I've become very steadfast on bringing those qualities in. So before Matisse, I was in a stage of my life where I was really wanting someone who prioritises spaciousness and someone who's very present and fun and who's going to love my kids and give them quality time and someone who's around and someone who's mystical and also grounded. I was getting into a lot of music and someone really musical. And so when we got together, I'm not like, oh, I need your presence. I need your joy. I need your flow. I'm like, fuck, yes, give me that presence. Give me that flow. And those qualities I'm calling in, he has mastered more than me. So that means I have the transmission, but I'm already working on it in here. And if you're not and you're wanting all of this and that is empty, that's what creates codependency. And then when that person is failing at that, then you either become graspy or avoidant. So, you know, for a lot of men, 
and for the masculine in women, but especially in my male clients, there's often a deep longing for a woman who's supportive and non-critical. Someone who's not a nagging bitch, basically. (laughs) 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 And someone who's open, joyful, sexual, sound good, guys? And then the question is, how's your own critical mind? How much joy do you open into? How much are you nurturing and supporting yourself? Because it's like, you know, what I've found in men, when their feminine is not giving themselves what they need, if I'm not able to be that joy and that nurturer or if I'm a little critical or whatever, I'm not that unconditionally loving mother and lover that they're needing, it's the difference between do they collapse and just can't fucking cope at all with that and slam me for it or are they able to just like with that and ask for that from a pla- from a healthy place. And the difference between those two men is one who already has a level of that in his own being. It's like, actually, this is what I'm comfortable with, you know, and this doesn't feel good for me and they can ask for that. Or a man who completely freaks out when he's not given that because you're his source of all of that and he either becomes really aggressive or withdrawn, blaming and shaming you or turning you into saviour and then same the other way. It's like when most of my women clients, if I say to them, you know, what what do you want in a man? Or often actually with the men I have to ask, the women I don't have to ask, first session. (laughs) I just want a man who, you know, is present, who can hold my emotional body, who chooses me, who cherishes me. For the women who are doing all of that for themselves, they can just ask for that when it's not happening. And if they're not getting that, they're quickly going to walk away. For the women who aren't holding that, it's literally like the world is coming to an end. She's hyperventilating. He's so withdrawn. He's alone. We had an argument. I didn't sleep all night. It's the end of the fucking world. As soon as she's not getting that love and presence that she can't give herself. It's like, you know, another thing a lot of women say to me is, you know, you're encouraging me to be emotional and to be alive in everything and vulnerable, but my man doesn't like it when I'm like that. And I don't know what to do and she's all in angst. I'm like, it's really simple. Do it for yourself when he can't. And if you're doing it for yourself all the time and you want a relationship where he can do that for you as well, end the fucking relationship. It's like you don't have any power in your relationship if you don't already feel whole and if you're already not a source for the joy, ease and love and freedom that you need. 
The other person's always going to have power over you. But if you have all of that, yeah, you still might be sad if the relationship ends. But it's not going to be your lifeline that ends. And you're not going to just settle for a relationship and not leave it because the crumbs are better than nothing. The crumbs are better than what you give yourself. You know, for most people, a relationship is better than no relationship because there's no relationship here. So when relationship outside is gone, there's emptiness. And everything we're doing this week is to support you into this relationship. And, you know, the way to unguard your heart is to pierce through the part of you that either wants a saviour and gets anxious or wants to shut down and avoid and go, you know what, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to feel this. Underneath that protection, oh, there's disappointment <coughs> and there's rage, there's sadness. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter if it's reasonable or unreasonable. Love yourself enough in that to do what you would want a partner to do in that situation, which is not to fucking fix you, not to coach you, not to mentalise it, not to criticise you, but to just hold space for that. As I, you know, this morning there was a bit of sadness coming up for Matisse about something and it was totally fair enough. And I I felt him and I apologised and I really felt a commitment to myself. Okay, like don't, you don't need to say that again. It was something that we'd resolved about two choices and the choice that I made was my choice but I was bringing it up again. And it's like, I've made the choice, like I need to just sit with that now. And he just vulnerably expressed, hey, I don't, I don't want to keep hearing that. Now, if I'm if, with a protected heart, it's like, oh, well, I was just saying it because of this, this and this. And and then he's just going to feel unheard, unseen. And, you know, I'm going to teach you some techniques today, but techniques don't cut it. They help, but they don't cut it. Because if I'm not used to holding the tenderness of my own heart, am I going to be able to hold his? If I'm not used to just going, okay, this is up. And, you know, (coughs) last night the three of us needed to have a little clearing conversation and it was beautiful. Aaron shared how he felt about something. I shared how I felt. Matisse shared. And we all were able to listen to each other and follow through with action to honour what each other said. And no one got defensive, no one attacked anyone. And it's not, we weren't following any techniques. It's just because the three of us have a, um, we're not perfect. We did handle last night pretty perfectly though, I must say. (laughs) 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 achievement there. But like, because the three of us have a really strong container within our own beings, Like Aaron could feel what was coming up for him and create safety for himself. I could feel what was coming up for me in response to what he said and hold that. And same with Matisse. 
And then we're able to feel when you can feel yourself be with what's arising in you without making the other one wrong, then not only are you honouring yourself, you're honouring the other person. And, you know, people like, sometimes people say to me, but why should I do that for him? Or why should I do that for her? They're always doing this. Don't do it for the other person. doesn't matter what the other person's doing. Do it to yourself. Because all that protection, why would you do that to yourself? It feels like shit. If I was like, oh, well, Aaron, <laughs> that would not feel good in my body. What felt good was to listen, to honour him, to share how I felt and for us to have a moment of remembering the love between us. And, you know, there was something old that came up that used to come up in our relationship. So it could have potentially been really tricky, but he'd expressed and released. I'd felt what I needed to felt so that when we came together there was a clear sharing of the hearts. And, you know, the amazing thing about communication, like I was saying yesterday, is that when you reflect something to another or something's being reflected to you and you actually listen, it improves the quality of your life because that person, unless they're a banana, is loving you. They're not saying it to be a cunt. They're saying it because it's here and it's here for a reason. And like what Matisse said this morning, you know. So everyone take a deep breath. (sighs) What happens when you can just hear someone in something that could potentially make you a failure and instead you honour their heart and take the lesson. So, yeah, can, can we just reflect on what people say to us, especially our partners? Breathe it in. Be on that guardedness. What do you reckon? So right now, just closing down the eyes, putting your hand on your heart and connecting with some of those truths that you recognised yesterday that people reflect to you. Can you just go, yeah, and like own that and go, that's been reflected to me a lot of times. Maybe I need to work on that. Maybe I need to really look at that and move beyond that. And your power, your voice. What if you speaking up is going to do do for someone you love and that's a gift to the people that you love and sometimes it's fierce love but it's still love and knowing your own worth knowing that you're fundamentally worthy means that when you do your processes and from that process there's a boundary that needs to be set like hey I can't that that's not okay anymore like what Matisse did this morning so beautifully in his heart So many people set boundaries from this hard, defensive place of righteousness. Like, it's not acceptable that you talk about that anymore. Oh, that's really inspiring. (laughs) You know? And I could just feel that it was hurting him. I'm like, of course. So when it's coming from a place of being fundamentally worthy, and unguardedness, you're sharing your pain with someone and you're saying, hey, like, that doesn't feel good. That's hurting. Can you stop? 
And then if that person doesn't want to honour that, do you really want to be with that person? Well, like, hey, I'm, I'm really sad. What I need right now is more of your presence and quality time. And then you ask for that and if all they're doing is getting defensive and then attacking you and making excuses, it doesn't feel good. Of course, sometimes we're human. It's going to happen, right? But reflecting, being able to speak your needs, speak how you feel, and then as the listener being able to reflect on that and respond is absolute gold. And the idea is that you're able to speak from a place of wholeness that's not attached to how that person responds. Because if you're setting a boundary or making a request or saying what you need and there's a part of you that's like, if you don't, say, if you don't follow this boundary, I'm going to die. <laughs> or if you, if, you, if you don't say yes to this need, I'm going to die. If you don't respond to this request, I won't feel free as a man. No one wants that pressure. But if you're asking that place from a place of unprotected wholeness and like everything I'm saying, there's a disclaimer, right? There's going to be human moments. And as I've shared with you, I teach this and I have them. (laughs) But have the intention, have the intention to listen and reflect. Have the intention to share from your heart, from your feeling. The reason that I can hear him, the reason I can hear him is because they both have a healthy feminine that can share from a space of vulnerability. And that vulnerability is key. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com.